0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We have just had the Brisbane Broncos knock over the Melbourne Storm in a pretty big victory. The Melbourne Storm were bang average. They held in the game until halftime. They went into the Sheds down 8-0, which I thought, all things considered, was a pretty good knock by the Melbourne Storm. They were playing far from their best footy. The Broncos looked unreal. Uh, They were absolutely smashing them. Through the middle, uh, and they only went in eight nil. So I sort of thought, you know what, Melbourne—if you know it can't get much worse than that—surely they're, they're they're in this game. If they can just score first, they're a sniff here. And I just when I thought it couldn't get worse, uh, it certainly did for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they were dreadful in the second half. There really is no other way to put it. And look, they weren't great in the first half, but they just showed enough to hang in the contest. The second half, it was just fucking shambles, absolute shambles. They were rattled. The Brisbane Broncos and Reese Walsh got in their head. Uh, Very un-Melbourne-like performance. And um, obviously, we had the Ryan Pappenhausen injury late in the game. We do wish Pappy all the very best. We're still waiting for clearance as to what that injury looks like. We heard compound compound fracture originally, uh, which really gave me... You know, scary flashbacks to a good mate of mine, Gerald Yao Yee. Uh, obviously, spent a bit of time with him on the country tours and whatnot. And um, had a few beers with him late at night where he told me about the injury in the moment. And it really is um, quite scary stuff. And I had a lot of flashbacks during that moment where Pappy was on the floor and whatnot. Uh, very scary. We're now hearing, hopefully, that it isn't a compound fracture. So we'll wait for confirmation on that. But we do wish Ryan Pappenhausen all the very best. And it really... Um, It really put a sombre sort of note on the night, didn't it? And I think that – shout out to Brisbane Broncos fans who are now one win away from a grand final. And, you know, a lot of Broncos fans that I've spoken to since the game have pretty much said the same thing. Look, happy we're one, but – Jeez, it's a hollow feeling simply because we don't want that sort of stuff to happen to Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, obviously, a guy that has gone the long way around with his rehabilitation. He's been very public with it. Uh, he's been very open book, and he's just he's just one of the good guys in rugby league. And you know, Look, you, you, you never want to wish this sort of stuff on anyone, uh, but, fuck, if you had to write a list of guys that don't deserve... What he's got, he would be at the very, very top of it. So we do wish Pappy all the very best during this tough time. He has been nothing short of inspirational over the last 18 months or so. Uh, and, mate, all of rugby league is behind you once again. Melbourne, Broncos, whoever the fuck you go for. If you're in rugby league, uh, we are behind you, Pappy. So all the very best. Uh, but, look, the storyline tonight... Melbourne Storm were awful. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. But you have to give full credit to the Brisbane Broncos, and in particular, their defense. We'll talk about their attack soon, but I thought it was their defense that was just fucking tremendous to concede zero points against the Melbourne Storm, against Cam Munster, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Ryan Pappenhausen, Nick Meany, I mean, it is just simply incredible what the Broncos did. Um, I think that I, I had a look back through the records and, you know, since 2019. Now, if you get, if you flash your mind back to 2019, which was sort of, you know, the beginning of the end for the Broncos back then before it just all went to shit in 2020 and 2021. Um, they got beat 58-0 in the first week of the finals against the Parramatta Hills. So that was their last finals game. I know for me growing up, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't the Broncos were playing in the finals every year. It was the Broncos were playing in the prelims every year. The Broncos were playing in the grand final, what felt like every second year. So to go that long without a finals appearance and to get beat 58-0 on that stage, I don't know what's worse. Like obviously not scoring a point hurts, but conceding 58 uh, is just unheard of. For 58-0 in a finals game is unheard of. But for the Brisbane Broncos... Uh, it really was just mind boggling. And for them to turn it around in, you know, three or four years where, and you know what, that wasn't even um, the pits, realistically. It did get worse. They won a wooden spoon and whatnot, obviously. Uh, but for the Broncos to be where they are now from their last finals game where they didn't score a point to coming into this finals game and not conceding a point uh, is just fucking tremendous. And, you know, you've got to put a big tick next to a lot of their recruits. They've got, obviously, Adam Reynolds. Uh, He's come in. He was tremendous. I thought the line dropout that he hit, that he managed to get the ball back. And, you know, I, I said on my post, one of the plays of the season, I stand by it. I had a few people tell me it was hyperbolic. Cameron Munster had just forced a dropout from 40 metres out, where the Melbourne Storm looked fucking awful in that half. And Cameron Munster completely turned the momentum in that one play. And then Adam Reynolds in the wet, by the way. So think about kicking, you know, a drop kick 50 meters. That's a big knock. Kicking a drop kick to the sideline, that's almost about 60 meters. Doing it in the wet is unbelievable. And to land it perfectly, that you're putting it over Munster's head, who was just slightly out of position, and finding touch on the first bounce is incredible. I really think that if you if you don't appreciate how much of a big moment that was in that game, I, I don't mean to be rude, but you just, don't get it. And it's as simple as that. That was such a big play in that game. And I know that the, the Broncos only went in up 8-0, but that was the moment where the Melbourne Storm was starting to turn the gears. That was the little monster magic that can get them back into this game. And then Adam Reynolds just comes up with an absolute magic kick. It, it's one of the nudges of the season by far and away for me, if not the kick of the year. I thought it was unbelievable. In the wet. The angle he was on, what he was trying to achieve. It's the sort of thing you just don't practice either. He's just an absolute freak, Adam Reynolds. And this is, you know, we come back to it again. We said during the year we think he's one of the best kickers of a football we've ever seen. He came up with that play. Came up with a forced dropout at one point tonight where he kicked for Selwyn Cobbo. Uh, and it landed 10 metres out and still forced dropout just because the kick was so damn good. He's a freak, Adam Reynolds, and I thought he was tremendous. We posted on Instagram as well. You think back to 12 months ago, Adam Reynolds is sitting there. The Broncos season is over. They look like they were going to be locked into a top four spot in season 2022. And they just absolutely capitulate, just go to water in the second half of the season. They miss the finals. Meanwhile, his former club, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, are going all the way to a prelim. And you think about it now. 12 months later, here's the South Sydney Rabbitohs leading the comp after round 11 or whatever it was. They then fall out of the finals, the biggest capitulation of all time, not being hyperbolic, literally the biggest capitulation we have seen, I believe. Uh, And then Adam Reynolds is with the Broncos now preparing for a prelim final. It's pretty wild how things can turn around in rugby league. Uh, But look, uh, I, I sort of got distracted there. I thought defensively the Broncos were just tremendous. I don't think the Melbourne Storm made a line break until the very back end of the game. Uh and for me there was two key moments that really stood out for me one of them didn't even matter at the end of the day but I just thought it told you everything you need to know about the Brisbane Broncos there was a moment where the Melbourne Storm in the second half went down the left edge uh, I think it went pappy to Xavier Coates I think they called the pass forward or there was an obstruction or something but Xavier Coates was going down the side and looked like he was going to score for all money and um, you know the game was over Brisbane were home The whistle blew and Katoni Stags still managed to come up with a tackle over the sideline. Just a big play. It didn't matter. No one spoke about it. But a huge play by Katoni Stags in that moment. I spoke about it all week. Defensively, he can get caught out. I thought he got lucky that Xavier Coach dropped the ball over the line early and that could have sort of turned this game a little bit. Uh, But that play there was huge. And then the next one was on the other side of the park when Tarek Sims went through. I actually thought um, Sims was all right tonight. Um, Tarek Sims went through and of course Reese Walsh comes up with a huge one-on-one tackle and then makes the play after that as well. Another big big defensive effort. So you could tell this Broncos team, they're high-flying, they've got points everywhere but it's the grit in defence that they know they're going to need to be in order to beat the Penrith Panthers, which they know they're going to have to do at some point over the next few weeks. Whether it's in two weeks or in three weeks in a prelim or in a grand final, they're going to have to beat them at some point and you're going to have to defend like that to be able to beat that side so their defense pats on the back 100 my big worry with this Broncos side going into this game was that outside of adam reynolds no one in the spine had ever played finals footy billy walters he looked like an experienced campaigner tonight I, I i saw people sort of say billy walters had a mixed bag fuck i thought he did some tremendous things and i thought he really worried uh, the Melbourne Storm pack in the first 50 60 minutes, however long he was on the field. Uh, put in one kick that potentially wasn't the greatest, but it really didn't turn out too bad. It was close to being a 40 20. It, it kept Ryan Pappenhausen in a corner, and then he forced a line dropout a little bit later as well. That, of course, led to Pappy kicking it out on the full off the dropout, which put two points on the board. So I thought Billy Walters was really good. I thought he, he had uh, the Melbourne Storm pack on the back foot. He had them worried, and he just created another dimension that they had. Had to worry about, and uh, I thought he was great. Billy Walters, I, I thought he was really, really good in this game, and I thought the guy that came on for him as well, Tyson Smoothie. I've quite often questioned why he's in this team; it hasn't really made too much sense to me. He was good tonight as well when he came on the field, so full credit to him. Uh, but Reese Walsh, he's the star of the show, and. Uh, It was interesting. It it sort of played out exactly like how we said on Bloke in a Bar this week. We sort of said we want it to be like Origin. We want Reese Walsh just to run for the first half. We just want him to go hard, get himself into the game, go full Carmichael Hunt, just return the ball as hard as you possibly can, take them on. Don't worry about the fancy stuff. The opportunities will come, and he'll know when to pull the trigger. And just like he did in Origin, there was just a 10-minute period the Broncos got some good ball, and he got good ball in the red zone and made it count. Absolutely blitzed them on the first one. Young Tonnemayor came out with a pretty poor defensive effort. Uh, he left him for dead, and then the next play, putting Jordan Ricky through. I thought he was fantastic, Reese Walsh, and it's that sort of patience that. I just love about him. And, you know, when he was at the Warriors last year, I spoke him up a lot and people didn't like him and people bagged him. And I sort of said, mate, this guy is a fucking winner. And the thing I loved about Reese Walsh was that he could make so many mistakes and not be afraid to make the next one. And I fucking love that attitude. But you can see in the last three months or so, ever since Origin, ever since he's gotten involved with Billy Slater, it's changed from – okay, I'm not willing to make six mistakes now. Now I'm learning how to pick my moments. I'm learning to wait for the right time to fire my shot. And he's getting it right just about every single time, Reese Walsh. There was a moment late in this game where he, he threw a very premeditated cutout pass that got um um, intercepted, but that's late in the game. I, I'm not really too concerned. It's what he did during the game and how he just worked his way into it. I love, I fucking love the way that this guy carries on too. I just, I, I appreciate it. And I maybe it's just more of a modern day thing. I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I think sometimes we, we, we look at guys like Chris Walsh and the way they carry on. And like, if you go back to Origin, yeah, he carried on like a fucking idiot against us in game two. But you know what? I sat there and went, you know what? He can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's backed it up. He's backed it up with actions, and he's absolutely given it to us all night. He's outskilled us, and he's out-toughed us. He did the same thing in this game as well. He could he could tell he was under El- Eli Katoa's skin. He went after him. He got in his face. He knows that El- Eli Katoa can't punch him, which, you know, whatever. Call the game soft. That, sweet. They're the rules that Reese Walsh is playing under, but you know what? They're also the rules that Eli Katoa is playing under, and he knows that, so he has to control himself. He, he, he's known that his entire career. It is what it is. Get used to it. But Reese Walsh just egged him, egged him, egged him. And then the moment came, Reese Walsh kick early on fourth tackle, kicks it deep. And Eli Katoa just can't help himself but to try and wail on this kid. Gets a penalty 60 metres downfield. Just such a big play in the context of that game. But Reese Walsh earns that play because of how he acts before that and the tough stuff he does before that and how he pisses off these teams by how they constantly look at him and go, he's a pretty boy. He doesn't want to do the extras, but he's the complete opposite. He wants to do the tough stuff. He wants to do all the shitty stuff that you probably look at Reese Walsh and go, he's not going to do that stuff. He's all about the fancy plays, all about that bullshit. Absolute crap. This kid is tough as nails, and the attitude he's got is unbelievable. Call it arrogance, whatever. I just think he's confident as all hell. Uh, I think it was Mick Ennis was talking about an interview during the week that he had where they asked him about the Melbourne Storm and their record against Melbourne, and he just said, I'm not worried about Melbourne. I don't care what's happened in the past. This is us. We're the Brisbane Broncos of 2023. I don't give a shit what's happened in 22, 21, 2019. Don't give a fuck. We're the Broncos of 23 and we are a different beast. And I just love the attitude that this kid has. And he's, he's just matured so much. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes on the field. He's going to make mistakes off the field. He's probably still going to have games in big moments where he is going to fall because he's always trying to win the game of football. But I'll tell you right now, I will forever back this kid in because there is something truly special and truly unique about Reese Walsh. As I said, I came into this game worried. Very, very worried that if if finals experience could cost them. Can be made the point during the week, hey, Paddy Carrigan, Reese Walsh, they've gone to origin, they've done it, and that was completely true and completely warranted. I still like to see it in finals before I believe it. And, mate, they have put all of my worries to bed the Brisbane Broncos, every single one of them. Do I think they can beat the Panthers? I genuinely do. I do think they can beat them. Will they? I don't know. That's my big question. There's can and there's will. And when it gets to the Penrith Panthers in September, those two categories can be very, very different things. They can be very polarizing. those two things. But I do think the Broncos can really worry this Penrith side, especially with the way they play and just how high-octane they are. It's scary, and that was in the wet tonight too. If they get a dry track, good God, they're going to be hard to handle. Uh, the usual suspects through the middle, Paddy Carrigan, Paint Haas, they were unbelievable. I uh, Obviously, they were big in the second half, but I thought that these guys absolutely belted and bashed the Melbourne Storm through the middle. I thought they were fantastic. I took their stats down at halftime because I remember sort of thinking – Jesus, if this, if this Melbourne Storm team does fall apart in the second half, it'll come, it'll come back to the work that the Broncos forwards made them get through early. Uh, in the first half, Paddy Carrigan ran for 123 run metres. He had 56 post-contact, three tackle breaks, two offloads. Payne Haas, 103 metres, 46 post-contact, four tackle breaks. These two were on... Fire. And their other little mate, Flegler, he was just whacking people left, right, and center. He was tremendous. The other one I thought was great in this game was Herbie Farmworth. My God, they're going to miss him next year. He's going to leave a massive hole in the first half. So he's a center in the first half. He didn't have a line break. He ran for 113 meters, had 54 post contact and five tackle breaks. So he had more tackle breaks than Carrigan and Haas, and he had more post-contact meters than Payne Haas in the first half and more run meters. He was everywhere, Herbie. He is going to be such a handful at the, at the Dolphins, going to be such a good signing. Uh, but, yeah, look, I just thought Brisbane, they were tremendous. They came out in the second half. Selwyn so Combo made that error, and then he made an error a few minutes later, and he thought, oh, God, this could get a little bit shaky, but they defended their errors And I think that's sort of been something that worried me throughout the year if they had the defense to be able to defend their errors, and they certainly did tonight. So, look, a lot of worries I had about Brisbane they were put to bed. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. I've got to swallow a little bit of humble pie because I thought uh, the Melbourne Storm with their experience and everything, I thought they would really stand and deliver uh, against the Brisbane Broncos. But, I mean, if you, if you watch that game with no context of who these players are and what their experiences are, you would think the Melbourne Storm was the team coming into finals the first time and they were deer in headlights, completely rattled. Uh, The Brisbane Broncos, they look like the team that have won premierships, that have played in finals games, that have played together for years on end. They are looking like a very special side, this Broncos side. They now get a two-week spell before they face, I don't know who they're going to face, God knows in this competition, but whoever goes to Suncorp in two weeks' time, they've got one hell of a job on their hand, and I'll tell you what, their front row forwards, they'd want to bring their shovels with them because they are going to need to go to work because Carrigan, Haas... Flegler, these guys coming off a a spell, a two-week preparation, my God, they're going to be ripping and tearing. And Suncorp is going to be going absolutely off, I really do hope that we get a Brisbane-Penrith Grand Final. I do think this Brisbane side can compete with Penrith. I think it'll be great to see the Panthers. They've still got to win their game tomorrow against the Warriors, obviously. A lot more water to go under the bridge here, guys. But fucking hell, Brisbane v Penrith just seems like a mouth-watering clash that I really do hope we get at some point this year, whether it be a prelim final or a grand final, whatever. But fuck me, I want to see both these teams go head-to-head because it is going to be an absolute crack